1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Daniel Kandias was sent off for gesturing towards Anton Ferdinand According to the Scottish FA Stephen Fletcher says he never considered international retirement And is ready to lead the line on Saturday And Stuart Armstrong doesn't miss Scottish football Saying the time was right for him to move on I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Mark Guidi And so far just Mark Guidi Hopefully Jim Duffy will be with us soon Mark Yeah and breaking news Gordon from the Scotland uh, camp And Mikey Devlin the Aberdeen defender is out And Jack Hendry the Celtic defender Called into the squad And it leaves the burning question Ahead of Saturday night's game against Albania A game that we really don't want to lose Who is going to partner Scott McKenna mm-hmm. At the back for Alec McLeish's team? So much to get through tonight It might be international week But Scottish football just never ever stops It's 01419511025 on the phones It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter And in the second half of tonight's show We're going to be joined right here in the studio By St Johnson striker Tony Watt We're going to talk football with the man himself And also uh, with a bit of a, a special thank you to him For some excellent charity work He's been doing on behalf of Cash for Kids as well So stay tuned for that Coming up at 7 o'clock We will be joined by Tony Watt But before we get to that Let's talk football 0141-951-1025 Like Mark says Some team selection issues for Scotland A bit later on We're going to hear from Stephen Fletcher And I want to know Does he lead the line on uh, on Saturday for Scotland Or is it someone else You decide, you tell us But let's kick off with this Daniel Candace business Mark Guidi It's been widely spoken about And it had gone away He was banned at the weekend Uh, But it's raised its head again Just before we came on air actually um, Because The reason for his sending off has been published essentially on the Scottish FA's website And now you may remember that Rangers appealed on the basis of mistaken identity Mm -hmm. And it's because of that appeal that you receive the explanation We know that referees don't explain their decisions uh, But we do get a written explanation on the back of any appeals I won't read it all to you Um, I won't bore you But essentially uh, Willie Collins' report uh, Confirms that the caution to the player uh, Is believed the player was involved in two incidents One making gestures towards the opponent The St Mirren number 35 Which is Anton Ferdinand After the scoring the goal And becoming further involved with the opponent As he made his way upfield After celebrating the goal The tribunal viewed the video footage of the incidents Supplied by the claimant uh, and so on and so forth Essentially You know We, we knew it all stood that, That's that's old news But perhaps what we didn't see In the footage was this Idea that he was sort of Blowing kisses Or, or, or winding up The St Mirren players Before you see him Coming together With Anton Ferdinand Yeah I mean Because certainly We were baffled In terms of There was no contact It wasn't like You know He'd shoved them Or, or, or put the head in them or, or whatever So we were Kind of baffled And now What are we 12 days on And we get uh, An answer So what I'd like to know is Gordon, if you're aware of the the wording in terms of the the blowing kisses, is it being disrespectful to 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 an opponent? Why do you get booked for making a, a gesture such as that? We know his first booking was because of his celebration, which is fine. That's in the mm-hmm. rule book. But in terms of the the blowing kisses, where is the wording that justifies that yellow card? I'm sure it must be there. Otherwise, you know, uh, the, the booking wouldn't have stood. But I'd, I'd just like to be made aware if if anyone. Um, can find it. I don't want to put you in the spot, Gordon. But uh, if somebody can can find us that, just to clarify it, because um, 
I'm scanning as you speak. We'll, I, we'll I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that, that it was a, it justified a, yeah. a yellow card, but not unless it's, you know, uh, sight intimidation or whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so 01419511025 for you to get involved. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, like we say, Mark, I don't want to blow this up to, to, to be something that it's not. We've spoken a lot. About it The ban has already Come into play I mean he missed yeah. He missed the game Against Motherwell um, But it is interesting To hear this Because as is Advertised a lot We don't We don't get Explanations from referees no. About decisions Some people Would like that To be the case That we do hear from them We obviously don't But because that appeal Went in from Rangers yeah. That's when you get This written explanation Let's assume then That it is just These these gestures If you like The, 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 the blowing of kisses Whatever it may be Is that enough For a booking In, in, in your mind Well <laughs> I'm not so sure Listen it's not nice You can say it's disrespectful Towards a, a, a fellow um, Opponent But in terms of transparency Gordon for, for Scottish football Not just for us And the media But more importantly For the paying public For supporters Particularly in this instance Rangers supporters Why um, Why can't we find out What it is you know, So what I'd like to know is When Rangers made The appeal were they appealing the yellow card on the basis that they thought he had been booked for something physical? Or were Rangers aware that he was being booked for blowing kisses towards Anton Ferdinand? Now, did it, were Rangers actually given the proper explanation? That's that's what annoys me about Scottish football, particularly when it comes to decisions with referees that, that, that clubs take umbrage with. Why can't we just be given the reasons for it? And then you might not agree with it, but at least you know it saves guesswork. It saves um, you know a lot of debate. You can actually deal with the facts, and it's a lot better to deal with something uh, when you've got the facts in front of you rather than, than try to guess. And you're wasting a lot of time. I don't know why we can't just be given the facts and let it, let us deal with them. It's why does it have to be in this day and age from the SFA when it comes to referees? Why does there need to be? So much secrecy I think it's an absolute disgrace that there is The squeaky door hinge that you heard was Jim Duffy Entering the building There's high drama in Clyde Bank tonight Temporary traffic lights The place is at a standstill Jim Duffy But you've made it Yeah well It's the first time I've ran for a while Gordon <laughs> You did the car Aye, there's, a, there's a kind of bead of sweat there Which is uh, I, tell me, I can tell you that's, that's quite unusual these days Well listen Jim Duffy's here Mark Guidi's here Now all we're waiting for is you to join us It's 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Jim Mark and I have just been going over um, The fact that the written explanation For Daniel Kandias' mm. second booking This much much talked about second booking mm. Has been published and essentially um, It was for goading the opposition In various ways Goading, that's the word You can word it in a number of ways mm-hmm. uh, The report says you know that he was involved Making gestures towards the opponent Anton Ferdinand And then this Coming together that you see uh, with Anton Ferdinand with the arm round them. So, um, what do you make of all that? Yeah, I think it's uh, nonsense. The same as Matt said. I mean, listen, you see players, managers, whether they're cupping their ears or rubbing their belly, uh, like Chris Boyd did the other week there, or you know whatever, you know, smiling at the you know, you know, the, you know, smiling at the opponent, um, you know, the putting the arms out, you know, um, and, and it's just. I, I just beg his belief for me that that's deemed as goading the opposition and um, I mean unsporting you know, behaviour unsporting would be behavior. the yeah I mean I, we, we mentioned that at the time when he did the referee do that but you know I, I, I don't think they were ever going to come out and say listen the referee made a mistake here 
<laughs> they'll, they'll look to whatever rules they can to back the referee up and then they'll back the referee. Mm. That's always going to be the case. But um, to me, uh, to, to pick up a yellow card was 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 outrageous. And uh, as I said, they just, you know, again, if you're going to go doing that rule, almost every time somebody celebrates a goal, you're going to have to book the player. Uh, Rangers fans, let's hear from you on this one then. 01419511025. Um, and I, I, just to play devil's advocate on this, if you're Daniel Candias and you're on a booking for going into the crowd, is it worthwhile thinking to, to then not blow kisses to the opposition? I think we are all sort of agree that, you know what, we're all we're all sort of big enough to handle that. It would be good if players could have a little bit of banter and managers and so on, but when you know what the rules are like, might he have been a bit more mindful? I think perhaps when you know individual referees, some referees would be a little bit more forgiving and some referees are not. And I think, you you know, you might know the referee and perhaps if you've got a certain referee, uh, and I'm not talking about particularly what they call him here, I'm just just in general, you know, you might turn around and say, listen, be careful guys today, this referee won't, won't stand for that. So make sure, don't be saying into the ref or don't be going to the fans, whatever it happens to be. But at the start of the season, Gordon, you know, all the clubs are, are told, you know, celebrate with your own fans. Don't go near your, your opposition fans. And in, in high-profile games, you know, the police normally come to the, the, the stadium and speak to the, 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 the players and say, listen, uh, you know, again, just re-emphasising if you're going to score a goal, don't be running to the opposition fans. Don't be insane because obviously if they surge forward, it can cause injury and stuff like that. So players are well aware. There's absolutely no doubt they're well aware of it. But, but there are elements that are just a little bit of a wind-up and that to me is not inciting anything and, and certainly doesn't deserve any a more than a little ticking off. Alright, 01419511025 on the phones. I feel like this is a disciplinary hour. I promise we're <laughs> going to move this on and talk about football very soon if it's the last thing I do. Uh, but Dolly Menga will be banned for two games. We sort of expected that last night anyway, but confirmation that that has been accepted by Livingston. He misses the Rangers game. He misses the Motherwell game after that headbutt on Ryan Christie. On sun, uh, Sunday, yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Getting my days mixed up here. Right, let's get to the phones. John's in Crawford. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How are we? Hello, Thanks, John. John. No bad. Uh, two points. The first one about the Livingston player there uh, and his two-game suspension. Obviously, had he been sent off earlier on in the game, um, that that result might have been different. Okay, Celtic, and I'm a Celtic fan. Ended up getting a draw. I kind of feel now that um, other teams could benefit from this. For example, if the league was very close at the end of the season, and I'm not saying it will because I think Celtic will win it by quite a few points, but the, the big guy can't play up front now against Rangers. Um, and he was, let's be honest, he was giving our defenders a, a, a bit of bother. Um, so Rangers could benefit from that and gain a few extra points that they might not otherwise have had. Also, Motherwell, if, if Livingston were to slip down the table a bit, they could be in a dogfight with them in, at the end of the season and Motherwell could again benefit from the fact that the guy cheated against Celtic so I'd just like to hear the panel's thoughts on that before I make my second point about Christie. What's the solution though John? Because we, we had this last night how would you yeah, get around that? My solution would be that he's banned for the next two games against Celtic Right, I, I mentioned this on last night's show John What if this happens in the last meeting Of Livingston and Celtic in the season It happens with two weeks of the season to go He gets sent off He does something against Celtic And there's a retrospective ban Dolly Menga either leaves in the summer Or Livingston get relegated When does he serve the ban? Well fair play I mean that's a good point But I, I, I still think Well okay if he, if, he, if he leaves and he moves on He can't play against us again Fine that's maybe the chance you take, but I think this early in the season, 
let's be honest, if it happens in the last game of the season, it's probably not likely to be as relevant because then he's not going to... My, my point is that he's, he's not able to play against teams that could challenge Celtic for the league. If it happens <laughs> in the last game of the season, it's a mute point. Yeah, but John, John, there's another 10 teams in the league. You know, it's not just about Celtic and Rangers. You know, they, he's, oh. got, he's going to miss games. Anyway, he's going to miss the next two games. And yeah. therefore, that's that's his point. The punishment is Livingston's yeah. punishment. They're without, the, as yeah. you said, a player who's important to Livingston. Now, yeah. you know, it, it could be it could be St. Mern and D, you know, are fighting for relegation. They could miss these games. And that's every bit as yeah. important to uh, Celtic wanting uh, to win the league or Rangers trying to challenge Celtic for the league, all these kind of things. So th- there is no perfect scenario other than the fact as he gets a two-match ban and he has to serve it. It's Livingston are the ones that are going to miss out rather mm. than a benefit to other clubs. Yeah. Well, that, that that's a key point, Jim. It's not it's not about your club, John, or another club. It's about Gary Holt um, not being able to, to use the service of, of his best striker. He's number one striker. He's main number nine for, for his own stupidity. I know there's been a lot of debate about whether it was a red card or not. I think 100%. It's a red card. It's a right decision. Um, he should have been sent off on Sunday, but he wasn't. But the SFA have dealt with it properly. And we've got to credit him for that, just as we're crying a bit of criticism and a lack of transparency over the Candias thing. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's about Livingston's uh, loss, John. In this case, it's not really about your team. Uh, John, just going to stick with this for the meantime, so I'm going to move on. My apologies. Gary's in Newton Merns, who wants to talk about this Candias uh, business, Gary. Hi, panel. Good Hello. evening. Hi, Gary. I, I I was listening to the show earlier and you told me that, uh, well, I heard that Candace got his second booking for blowing kisses. I absolutely think that's diabolical. Uh, what are they going to book him for if he waves or he, he, you know, he bats an eyelid? I think Willie Collum should now be uh, disciplined for that kind of, that yellow card because that could have been a game changer with him being sent off for absolutely nothing. There's players getting away with a lot more, pulling the jerseys, pulling people down in the box, uh, raising the hands and getting away with it, kick-outs with uh, McGregor and uh, Morales getting away with it, and yet blowing a kiss. Come on, it's a, it's a contact sport, and that's no contact. Willie Collum now is, is a disgrace to Scottish football and referee for booking a player like that for that reason. But, but if, if the booking, that's, I'd just like to find that the, the wording, Gary, that's why if the booking wasn't, um, justified Then I'm sure We would have heard More about it So there must be something there That justifies Willie Collum well, Not necessarily Because of course you, you, can't appeal, you can't appeal The booking no, anyway appeal and, and Rangers tried Through you know Mistaken identity which, which you can't really do And that's the only reason Well you can't do In this instance Sorry And that's the only reason We've had this explanation um, I'm, I'm just reading it This is not my opinion So the reason is That he was involved In Two incidents So this one Making gestures That's this idea Of blowing kisses Which I don't think Was really caught On, on the, the footage That we saw uh-huh. But this, the, the disciplinary uh, Panel have, have seen That footage um, And then um, Becoming further Involved with the opponent As he made his way Upfield Surely that's the bit That l- looks harsh On Daniel yeah. Kandias yeah, Because that co- This idea of getting yeah. Involved with Anton yeah. Ferdinand For the second time yeah. I mean he doesn't Seem to do much wrong At that point does he? No, no but I think not. For them to for them to mention mm-hmm. in their written report, mm-hmm. Gordon, uh, the kisses to Anton Ferdinand, mm-hmm. that's them trying to justify our decision. Mm-hmm. So they must feel that that is yeah, justifying behaviour. Yeah, whatever. because if, if it wasn't, they would have included it because they believe themselves open to ridicule. So if they've used that no, in no, their I statement mean, to no, justify no, no, it. The blowing kisses isn't, is not worded 
in the statement, but that's what's it making gestures? Making it, gestures, make yeah. It, so yeah, making gestures. Now making gestures can be can be a number of things. Um, do I think blowing kisses merits a yellow card? No, I don't. I, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's very sporting. I think it can be a bit disrespectful towards your opponent. But do you get ne- necessarily get booked off for for being disrespectful towards your opponent? I, I, listen, I I don't get it at all. It's completely it baffled me at the time. It's still baffling me. Um, you know, you see. As I said, every game at the weekend, you know, if somebody's been getting a bit of stick or if somebody's not been doing well, they might blow a kiss to someone, they might wave to someone. I used to get baldy, baldy all the time and pretend I'd hair kind of ruffle as if I was putting my fingers <laughs> through my hair. And I was like, but, but, but you would do that to the, the yeah. opposing fans. So technically speaking, you know, I'm I'm you know making a gesture yeah. to the fans. Like all of these things, is it about consistency? Because most no. people laughed when Chris mm. Boyd ran away the other day yeah. and did the belly Dude, celebration, saying, yeah. and my yeah. word, he, he milked it, and then he yeah. did the dance and all the rest of it. So yeah. um, most people laughed at, at that and thought, oh, yeah. okay, that's a bit of banter, and, that's and fine. why not? That's exactly, what we should that's, be doing. That's, that's my that's point. Exactly so, so is this different? Uh, Gary, in you come. Yeah, I just think that we are Scottish football is becoming a laughing stock. That a player has got a second yellow card. Candice was walking away and uh, Ferdinand put his arm around him and made a and made a punching gesture to his face. That to me is more of a more breaking the rules of football and sportsmanship and could have incited something else. Well, he did. He Candace did get booked, Gary. And I know, I know you might think it deserved more, but he did get booked for that. He's been punished for it. But to actually give uh, Candice, well, typical Willie Collum, you book both of the, he books both of the players. And they happen to have a second book. I mean, this thing about going into the fans and celebrating a goal, I, honestly, I, I think there was nothing wrong with it. Any player should be able to have the right to celebrate a goal with the fans if they want yeah. to. Yeah, they I should, but it, but it is clearly in yeah. the rule books that first yellow card is justified, even if most of us, and probably a lot of referees, don't agree with it, but it's in the rules. It's said it's part of the public safety as well. That's an, it's, you know, it's from on high, from police, etc., etc. Yeah, it'd be great if we could all jump into the crowd and get on with it, but we can't. So the first yellow card. Is totally justified Thank you to Gary In Newton Merns 01419511025 If you've got a take On the Daniel Kandias Situation uh, And also Stephen Fletcher He's been speaking Says he never considered International retirement And uh, could it be him To lead the line For Scotland On Saturday If you agree Give us a call And if you disagree Let us know Who it should be Callum Patterson Ryan Christie Ollie McBurney You tell us Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. When you're in debt. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are going to hear from Stephen Fletcher talking about potentially leading the line for Scotland. So I need your suggestions Should it be Stephen Fletcher? Should it be someone else? Callum Patterson, Ryan Christie, Ollie McBurney Someone we've not thought of You tell us 01419511025 on the phones uh, Twitter is at ClydeSSB Lots of calls have been coming in About this Daniel Kandias business Now the explanation for his sending off Has been published on the Scottish FA's website It talks about him making gestures Towards the opponent, Anton Ferdinand And then getting involved again The one that you've all seen on the TV with the arm Round the neck uh, Martin McKenzie's on Twitter He's a Rangers fan He says he does blow a kiss And it is on camera Just not the angle used live uh, It isn't harsh though It's just plain wrong Blowing a kiss isn't a booking Not in a million years That's why they've added The further involved bit I.e. being put in a headlock uh, I suspect this could go on all night I don't think we should let it But it is important in the meantime So let's keep going Brendan is a Celtic fan in Carntine Hi Brendan Hi how are you? Yep good Brendan um, What's your take? I don't... 
I don't I don't normally phone up about about any other club back from my own, but I just felt that the point has to be put across that the Right in his prime Let's see if we can get Brendan's line uh, Cleared up there And we'll get him back on And just went a little bit fuzzy Just cut it right at, right at his punchline Martin Guidi um, But yeah uh, Martin's point on On Twitter There's a There are two parts to this This idea of making gestures And then the getting involved But In many ways See if it was Just the making gestures Would that almost be easier to stomach From a Rangers perspective Because you might think it was It's harsh You can still think it's harsh But you say right pfft, I can see where they're coming from But the fact that that incident That you do see with Anton Ferdinand Is being held against Daniel Kandias That seems a bit strange Yeah, I mean I don't think there's any justification For any form of punishment um, In terms of the, the, the second part of the explanation mm. Absolutely nothing at all Right, Brendan I think we've got you We cut you off in your prime there Are you still with us? Yes, I'm still here, hi Right, on you go It's a ridiculous situation the gesture that, that the alleged kissing boy kissing kisses gesture. The Rangers fans are complaining about it tonight. These are the same guys who 15, 16 months ago were complaining about another manager copying his ears. Come on guys, it's a bit of fun, it's a game, we all need to grow up. You know, so Well there we are. I mean yeah, it would be nice if we were all sort of consistent about it, Jim. We know that that's a lot of that stuff goes out the window with rivalry and so on. That that can happen. Do we all need to Get a bit more of a sense of humour And take these things in the chin No yeah, matter who I, it is I think the majority of fans Will take it um, You know Make no one be a pinch of salt But You know There'll always be somebody, Someone who gets offended by anything Somebody picks their nose Somebody gets offended But But it's one of those situations where It's more to do with the, the rules as, as as Mark said If if I, I get a, a little bit um, Surprised With the fact that they had to give two reasons See if you think one is, is, is Justifies a yellow card Just give one just say, listen, he made a gesture to the fans and that's a bookable offence. End of story. Then mm. then, then you can't... Or, or he was involved in an altercation with another player, that's a yellow card offence. None of us think it is, but as I said before, I don't think they're ever going to come out and and say, you know, that it was, uh, it was a, a, a poor decision. You know, the decision's been made, they're going to back the referee, which they have done. And I think he served his, his, his one-match ban, so mm-hmm. just have to go on, mate, now. It was a poor decision as far as we're all concerned. It's not the right decision, but it's, it's done, it's gone. We just have to move on. But it, it is kind of, you know, one of those situations, where, as I said before, if you take it by the letter of the law, then there'll be players booked left, right and centre, and managers booked left, right and centre every game. Yeah, and, and Mark, this has become such a hullabaloo such a mess over one yellow card and I understand why because it's one that leads to Daniel Kandias being sent off so it's not like it's a first booking you then get the Rangers statement on, on the back of it you then get Stephen Gerrard saying that he actually doesn't have a problem with, yeah. with Willie Collum personally so the statement obviously came from elsewhere um, and now this today it just keeps going and keeps stoking the, the flames yeah and one thing about Stephen Gerrard saying that it shows 100% he's his own man you know, even though he is the manager of Rangers, if he doesn't agree with something that's come from the club, he will see it in terms of what he believes um, as an individual. Um, but getting back to the point, listen, the beat. Could you imagine the uproar, Gordon? Had Rangers not won on Sunday without Daniel Kindias? You know, the fact that they won seven-one. Uh, um, you know, absolutely. You know, softened the blow of of losing him. 
That said, it still for me doesn't justify the red card. That Gordon, there's Paisley. been many oh, so unjustified many. card yellow red over the years. It, it happened. Listen, I've, I've maybe a missed mistake. a trick here on opening up. Yeah. What's the, what's the weirdest booking you've ever yeah. seen? There we go. Yeah, Give I us mean, those. They're, they're, listen, you know, there's umpteen over the years. You just think, what was that for? What was that about? I mean, obviously the famous one when Gaza. Gaza, Gaza yeah, I was there. That Dougie uh, Smith from Trun, I think, was the referee that day. And um, you know, there's there's been you know this year there was a goal that Patrick Thistle scored. <laughs> you know, it came back off the stanchion <laughs> right, before yeah, and yeah. you know, wasn't given. I mean, listen, right. there are mistakes made or the decisions yeah. made. You don't agree with. I think this one has You know I think it's went overboard Really to be honest with you It was a mistake They mm-hmm. missed one game Rangers won 7-1 Move on yeah. Kevin McDonald's on Twitter At Clyde SSB He says I remember the 98-99 season Celtic fans were chanting One Jim Layton When we were beating them 5-0 at Pataudry Poor Jim pointed to the number one On the back of his shirt And got booked for it What an utter disgrace <laughs> Of a booking So There we go This is nothing new Get yeah. used to it uh, 01419511025 on the phones. I'm sure we'll get more calls on that. Let's try and move it on a little bit and talk football if we can. I want to hear your suggestions on who leads the line for Scotland on Saturday. Is it Stephen Fletcher? We've not seen him do that for a while. Or is it someone else? You tell us. 01419511025. Twitter, it's at Clyde SSB. I think on that, we also we, we mentioned the news at the top of the programme, uh, Gordon, that uh, Mikey Devlin's out and Jack Henry is in. And I think, listen, I don't know for sure, but I suspect that Alec McLeish was going to go with a McKenna, McKenna Devlin partnership, yeah. the Aberdeen partnership. Now, I'm so, told that, the, that there's a right good chance we'll be back to a back four um, on, on Saturday night. And, you know, every chance at Kieran Tierney will slot in at right back, Andy Robson at left back. David Bates, perhaps, in there then. He was another one who was called up. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said before, it's about, uh, you know, sometimes balance. Obviously, we've got a lot of left footers yeah. if Kieran uh, Tierney plays right back as well. Um, you know, that uh, Bates does give you that, but he, he hasn't got any international experience and it's maybe one of those games where you think it maybe requires that just to handle the occasion. Um, but listen, it's about the top end of the pitch yep. for me. You know, we've got to be more creative. We've got to be more of a threat. So I'd be more interested in who's who's going to Doing be the, the top business, the yeah. top of the I think it'll be all of them McBurney, but um I think so, yeah. I think I think so with maybe Johnny Russell. Come on then, who leads the line? 01419511025. Stephen Fletcher says he's never considered retirement because he still feels he's got plenty to offer Alex McLeish. Uh, he hasn't featured for Scotland since a sub appearance in that two all draw with Slovenia just over a year ago. Uh, it's been quite a year since then. Uh, and he says that he's noticed big changes since then. It's good, yeah. I'm enjoying it. A lot of new faces, a lot of young faces. But uh, reminds me of my time when I first came in. It's probably daunting. It's probably not as daunting for them because a lot of them have came in at the same time. So uh, no, it's good. Did you feel maybe that your time had gone? Maybe yeah. Obviously with the injuries I had and stuff, I've had a, I've been out for a long time, about a year and a half with my knee. So it was like uh, me looking, thinking I've not officially retired, but maybe my time has gone for the national team. But I've managed to get back fit pain-free, which is always good. And I started playing playing well this season. The manager gave me the call and asked me if I wanted, and obviously I was going to jump at the chance to come back again. number of players of your era, Scott Brown has retired, James MacArthur's retired from international duty. Did you consider international retirement? Uh, not at this moment, no, because I still felt like I had a lot to offer. You know, with uh, I was, felt like I was playing well at my club, so I feel like I've still got a lot to offer. So if I can help in any way, shape or form, then happy days. I can even it's not playing it's off the pitch giving a bit of advice to the young lads and helping them in training and in the games if I do get a chance to play then I can always help them as well you know 
Right, come on then. Is it Stephen Fletcher to lead the line, or is it someone else? So one four one nine five one one zero two five at Clyde SSP on Twitter. Stu says he'd like to see Lauren Shankland, but I'm sorry, that's, that's not an option at this moment. Let's let's confine ourselves to who's in the squad. Mark Weedy, who are you going for? Hey, Stephen Fletcher. I, I'd yeah. have to go with Stephen Fletcher. Um, I know Ollie McBurney's been in squads and played more recently for the national team than Stephen Fletcher. But I think for a game this, like this, I would go with it with the experience and the. Uh, and the know-how That said Alec McLeish and his backroom staff Are assessing these guys And will be uh, Over the past few days And in, in the build-up to the game on, on Saturday night But on paper I would start with Stephen Fletcher As our Number 9 And I would have Bearing in mind the recent form Albeit it was 0-0 on Sunday I would have the four Celtic guys In the team Particularly the three McGregor Christie and Forrest I'd absolutely start with them That's one thing I'd pick Alec McLeish up on Was the fact that he, he didn't start uh, James Forrest in the last game What what gives McBurney the advantage in your mind Jim? Just um, you know he's played You know regular football for, for Swansea um, You know he scored a few goals Not 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 a, a load of goals But he, he's a player Who as I said he's played the, the last couple of internationals um, Alongside kind of Johnny Russell mm-hmm. Kind of playing off him I know it was a three-five-two formation when it's when it's happening. Matt seems to be thinking it's going to be four, um, and whether that's a four-three-three three or a four-four-two, we're, we're not quite sure yet. But um, I, I just think that Stephen Fletcher. Listen, a few campaigns ago when Craig Levine was in, you know, he was admitted and everyone was clamouring, yeah. and, and he was at his peak then. But he's not at his peak now. And let's be honest, you know, mm. he's nowhere near the the maybe the level that he was. Three or four years ago, and by his own admission, there he said the you know real uh, injury problems. So whether he's ready to go and, and start the game, I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm. Also, for me, I think we should be going there, being positive, and then the Israel game might be slightly different. We might need just a little bit more. You know, I'm not saying maybe get a bit conservative, but maybe just just a little bit more physicality in that game, mm-hmm. and then he can maybe come in and, and, and play a, a more major role in that game. And where does Ryan Christie fit into this then? I mean, is he is he an option to do that on his own up there, or, or does it have to be he goes behind someone else? I've him behind as his best, Jim. Yeah, but I think that where Celtic are playing, so Celtic are playing him as a midfielder, yeah. an out and out midfielder. Mm-hmm. They're not playing yeah. him as a number ten. You mm-hmm. know, they're playing him as a midfielder. Can Tom Rogic is the one that really goes closer to to uh, uh, Edward. But for me, he's been playing terrific football. He's a threat, not just in scoring goals, but creating goals. I'm a mark. I'd like to see Forrest playing, McGregor playing in the same role as he plays for Celtic, yeah. getting on the ball, yeah. making things happen. Christie advanced to him, John McGinn the other side. Yeah. You know, to great, me that, great energy, great legs yeah, about the Young, yeah. enthusiastic, we've got power, we've got skill, we've got pace, and, we, and there's a threat, a goal threat. We need to go here mm-hmm. and win. Let, let's yeah. let's let's you yeah. know no mess about here. This is about going here and winning. If we don't have a natural top number nine, no disrespect to the guys, then we've got really talented midfield players who can score goals. Yeah. So let's make sure we utilise them. Martin's in bonus. Martin, for you. Is the man to lead the line Stephen Fletcher or someone else? It's not Stephen Fletcher, someone else. Uh, someone who's been playing more regularly recently than Stephen Fletcher. I think he said there he's only been injured for a long time. He's not, even when he wasn't injured, I don't think he was scoring bags of goals mm. when he was fit. Um, who who is the little Martin? We don't, we don't have many to choose from, do we? We don't, but we, 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 it's, a tried and t- it's a tried, tested and failed thing with um Fletcher, uh, he was old news. He didn't do well when, apart from the Gibraltar game. I think he scored like a hat trick against Gibraltar. Yeah, twice, I think. But, yeah. mm. um, but I think um, my granny could score a hat trick against Gibraltar. <laughs> so I'm not going to really credit him with that one too much. Is she available? Or was but, one Malta? <laughs> with that? Is your granny Scottish? <laughs> 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 um, what I'm saying is no. Yeah. Fletcher 
was a tried and tested in field. I don't think we should go there. That's just getting back to old ways that just didn't work. But sometimes, though, Martin, when we have a situation such as we're in just now, when it's coming down to two games, we need a positive result on on Saturday night. You don't need to look too far into the future. It's about the here and now to get you over the line in, in, in 90 mm. minutes. And I'm not saying Stephen Fletcher is the answer over the next campaign, but what I'm saying is he might be the answer on Saturday night. Uh, Martin, just because we're a bit pushed for time, I know you did have a comment on the refereeing side of things as well. So if you want to go for that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and make it quick for you. It was basically just picking up on what Marcus said about referees having a whole secret society going on in terms of Whatever, I made a point last year when we had the same problem about referees making so many mistakes that referees should be accountable for their decisions in terms of not so much getting putting them in front of a camera to explain what they did, but I reckon maybe after every single match, maybe some sort of report is sent to both clubs to see from the referee's point of view how the game went and decisions that he made and why. Those reports should go to each club involved in the match and then if the clubs see fit, they can release that to their website so the fans can look at it and say, well, okay, fair enough. The only thing I'd say about that, the only thing I'd say, Martin, is is that that is what's happened here, is that Willie Collins explained, explained, it just so happens that it's not to most people's satisfaction. Oh, what I mean is for every match, not just for, I'm just talking about for every match. We we didn't know this, like, too. When that happened last week, we have not otherwise. We didn't sit last for the last week thinking, well, that wasn't fair. If we'd got this... All about the timing. After that day, or maybe the next day, you wouldn't have had so many yeah. calls this week morning and complaining. We were like, like fair mm. enough. Fair enough. All right. Fair. Thank you to Martin and Bonus. Of course, we've only actually got the explanation because of the appeal that went in uh, by Rangers. We're going to hear from Stuart Armstrong. He says he doesn't miss Scottish football because the time was right to move down south. Give us your thoughts. We'll hear from him after the travel with Michael. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been discussing the explanation given for Daniel Kandias' sending off, and of course the upcoming Scotland game as well, asking you who you would have lead the line. Nicholas on Twitter saying, I think Ryan Christie and David Bates should both be given a chance. Uh, and then the, the the next part of the sentence, perhaps the harsh reality, we can't get any worse, she says. So there we go. Uh, and El Naranka is on Twitter saying, um, Mike refs up like in rugby. As part of their job, they must give the player an explanation of why they're being booked or sent off. They're then accountable for their actions and can't act on a whim, guess, or change a story later. I like that, Jim. I like the idea. Yeah. I just wonder if... Um, a lot of our players would find themselves in a bit of bother if, yeah. if, they get picked up if people could 100%. hear the way they spoke to referees. But, but, but then that should be part of the deterrent. Then there's a okay. there's, there's a bit more of a bit more order mm-hmm. and a bit more respect shown. Mm-hmm. So maybe it would be a deterrent to have the mics refed up, not yes. only from an explanation point of view, mm-hmm. but from keeping the players in, in good line. And they, they definitely did one years ago, didn't they? Is it was that was that Motherwell Hart? Oh, someone will tweet and remind me they did one, and I don't think the findings were. We're, we're too yeah, um, good on the If you picked up any you know, language that was inappropriate We'd like to apologise for that uh, I think you'd be saying that every 30 seconds And also if they went across to the technical area And had a word with one or two of the managers It might be irate I think they would uh, pick up a few things as well But Speaking from experience Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean to be honest with you uh, You know um, the, 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 the fact is it is a different If you've got a mentality Rugby and football There's no doubt We're just speaking off air there About Eddie Jones Saying he's going (laughs) to Smash the Japanese And all this kind of stuff And if if football managers Use that That type of term And that language Up in arms The the phone lines would be You know Be off the the grids You know It's it's just a different mentality For rugby And we have to accept it Let's hear from Stuart Armstrong He says he doesn't miss Scottish football Because the time was right To move down south The 26 year old Is in the Scotland squad Of course He says they're all behind Alex McLean 
completion Hoping to progress in the, in the Nations League for him It's always hard when you're not playing games Not starting games especially Because mm. nobody likes sitting on the bench And uh, I'm not the most patient But um, I need to learn to adapt And I'm in a different league I spent I think about 8 years in, in the Scottish League So changing leagues and environments Is always going to be uh, different and a change I wouldn't say I miss Scottish football I, I think I had my time here and I was very grateful for it and had a lot of nice memories but I think for me as an individual I wanted something new and uh, you know a new challenge and if I hadn't taken that opportunity I think I would have regretted it As for Scotland uh, the last performance in Israel was, was pretty poor why should we be optimistic that you can go to Albania and get a win and then finish the job at home to Israel? Um, well we certainly have the belief um, I, you know the performance the last time out wasn't wasn't great um, and everyone knows that so it's up to us to sort of turn that around um, and put a good performance out. And is Alex a good leader? Yeah I mean we're all behind him and uh, what would show that the best is you know performances and results and if we can produce that for him then um, that's what we'll be aiming to do. Uh, you always sort of get this don't you it's, it's so early on he's only been gone a couple of months and yes yeah, I suppose it has been a bit sticky in the respect he's started two league games um, and come on six times in the league for Southampton that doesn't mean really we should expect him to say, "Oh, it was all a big mistake," and I wish I had stayed. Oh, he's, he's he's going to back himself to to be a success, and I think for for a lot of players, particularly Stuart Armstrong, he's a fine player. A lot of time from really intelligent boy, um, as well. Um, that he's not the finished article. So as he said, he's he's twenty six. It's only really the past you know eighteen months that he made a name for himself at Celtic and started to play there every week. So you've got to give him time to adapt. He's also playing. And, a, and a, a struggling team That's in the back foot Every week So that's not exactly Going to suit his game out Different if he was a centre half Or a left back Fine But he's an attacking midfielder So he's not getting many opportunities To shine in that environment That he's currently in just now But yeah, He can understand Why he wanted to make the move Celtic get good money for him A year to go in his contract And I've no doubt That whether it's with Southampton Or if he moves on To an English team He will be a right good player Because he is very talented Yeah I mean again He had to change his position At Celtic Initially he was a wide player and you know, wasn't his natural position, although he did break forward and score a few goals. But when he went in a more central position, um, you know, he was definitely a better, a better all-round player, more creative, more of a threat. Uh, he, he said he saw things. His game intelligence was very good. Like Mark said, he's went to a team who are struggling just now, you know, and that that's the, and he also picked up injuries. He's, he's he has picked up injuries over the last few years, little niggly injuries, and and if you don't get in straight away into a Premier League side or a Premiership side. It can be difficult because, uh, again, similar to a lot of big clubs and, and uh, you know, they've got a lot of players in those areas. So it will take them a little bit of time to settle. But, you know, if, if uh, they, they pay about £7 million, something like that for them. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to remember, in Premiership terms, that's a squad player. Yeah. And no disrespect to Stuart Armstrong, but if he does do really well and, you know, does you know that that's a bonus for them. But they're bringing him in to supplement their squad. They're not maybe bringing him in thinking he's going to be yeah. an automatic First team yep. choice uh, If you're looking for some good international news I can't bring you it very often But the Scotland under-19s uh, Have made a winning start to their UEFA qualifying round They've beaten Wales by two goals to one Billy Gilmore uh, Former Rangers youngster now at Chelsea Scored twice in a 2-1 win That's a really strong group that actually They've been together for a number of years Almost the same same team The likes of Billy Gilmore uh, Zach Rudden, Jack Aitchison and Glenn Middleton uh, Were up front The under-19 so strong That guys like Harry Cochran Who Play in the top flight Are actually on the bench uh, So there we go Well done to the, the Scotland 19s A 2-1 win Against Wales Ken's and Cambus Lang on the line What's your point Ken? Uh, how's it going? 
Uh, you probably notice in the news that you know the uh, England just uh, America getting of recalled Wayne Rooney as a like a farewell we goodbye so you can say goodbye to the the, the fans at Wembley. Uh-huh. And I'm just wondering if there's any Scottish players that you think might actually deserve the same thing we we Scotland with a friendly game at Hamden where people have contributed a bit, you know, maybe like Darren Fletcher, Alan Hutton or Scott Brown. People are players of that like that you think might deserve a wee half hour of friendly just to say goodbye to the fans at home. Isn't an interesting question. But I don't I don't like the idea of when when you're getting it anyway. That's me personally. I think you you, you play your game was 119 caps or whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't round it up. You know you know don't let us give 120. And whether he says farewell or not, you 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 you, you get enough caps. You play your game. You have your time, and then you move on. The next guy comes in. So for me, I don't think it should be happening. A lot of people think, well, listen, you know, you're a bit, bit of a, you know, a footballing Grinch. But I, I, <laughs> but I, I, I think that uh, you know, if you start doing that, I mean, we've got enough meaningless friendlies that players are. <laughs> I mean, we, we can hardly get players pick, uh, you know, actually deciding to play for important games, for qualifying games, mm. without trying to organise friendlies for guys who, you know, listen, have contributed. Listen, I'm a big admirer of the guys that Ken mentioned, but they've had, they've got their, their, their time, they've, they've had their caps, they've played the role. For me. That's it. You move on. I, I I can see the merit in it. All time leading goal scorer for the national team, and I get it. Listen, it's a friendly, and you know if it's a fifteen minute thing, it's going to be. I can see the merit in it. I think part of the problem, you know, as as Ken's call would be. Can you imagine this happened thirty or forty year ago, Duff, when we had proper, if you want to call them, world class, yeah. but certainly top international players. Kendall Gleish and Graham Soon yeah. like and we thought in this day and age now just the way football's evolved and society's evolved if we thought that back then if this was a, a thing to do and we didn't give Kendall Gleish the chance or Graham Soon you know the thought yeah I, I would say I would be all I would be all mm-hmm. for it just to give them that that little something a chance for the fans we're not talking about a guy who played 10 games you're talking about a proper international player that helped him reach Four or five major tournaments and whatever else. So I get the one side of what people say it devalues caps. I totally get. It. I'm not going to argue with that because I agree with that. But in terms of just just for a moment during a friendly for 15 minutes, I don't have a problem with it. I suppose maybe it's it's hard to compare Ken because what Wayne Rooney, you know, achieved for England, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in in the last generation or so, we don't really have. We don't even have a. A relative example of nothing near it. You know, you've got got nothing near I remember it. at the time James McFadden's on forty-eight yeah, caps, isn't he? Yeah. And he was kind of looking for those extra yeah, two to maybe get fifty. But again, why? Why should you know? There's significant numbers. I mean, yeah. I, I just me personally, I think when he's starting, I think isn't he's captain in the team, oh, and sure. um, you know, and again, yeah, you're right. Yes, you know, yeah. I, I, I'd, me personally, I think that um, it's just a, it's a gesture. I understand it, but I don't yeah. agree with it. I think, as I said, the you, 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 in football, it's about moving on. How far do you get back before you start saying, "With somebody has give Jim Duffy his first cap"? No, but yeah, but, but seriously, if somebody, another player, Frank Lampard, for instance, just for talking, he's getting I don't know many caps, but let's say he's getting ninety nine. Uh-huh. Do you all of a sudden say, "Let's let's yeah. let's get Frank and, and give him a I cap"? Him in, nah, listen, but see nah, that I'm not having it. See, depending on the attendance, what does Wembley hold? Ninety thousand. Yeah, no, that's the other side. Well, let's just to say, add a bit okay, on. so you, you, I think there's mm. definitely an element of PR to attract yeah. or not. But let's just say there's actually. 20,000 fans actually do want to give him a farewell mm. and turn up and say mm. I was at Wayne Rooney's final game mm. I think you've got to give fans that chance to to, to allow themselves to, to go and see it if R- they want to right, pay Ken, the money. Ken we're a bit short on time the guys are not having it in terms of picking a name that we would do it with have you got one? 
No, I said we uh, didn't mention three guys that I thought would be good servants for Scotland, you know. And uh, I was just wondering what they thought, if there was anyone that they would put forward for that. Jim Duffy's definitely no, he's a footballing Grinch, he admitted it yeah. himself. Yeah, but no, bring, listen, bring back Betty Vokes bet, for a farewell <laughs> game, no? But I, I, I would just say, listen, Mc, James McFadden in the modern day era was my favourite Scottish player, you know, in, in modern times. Yeah. You know, so therefore, if if James McFadden could have, and deserve 50 caps as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, when I see a lot of other guys who have got a lot more caps with much less ability, but I still wouldn't be out there saying, get them another two it. games okay. just for the sake of it. Yeah. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time and remember, just for getting through, you're winning yourself tickets to Chris Boyd's testimonial this weekend and the chance to take on Mark or Jim. So 01419511025, give us a call right now. You only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi join me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been joined as well by our special guest for tonight, Tony Watt. Uh, so I'm sure you'll enjoy what he has to say. And if you have any questions on the phones, 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's do this first, though. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is time for Beat the Pundit Tony Watt's terrified In case I'm going to ask him to play But don't worry, you're safe It's either Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy Who's going to be up against Jamie Who's a Rangers fan in Livingston How are you tonight, Jamie? Yeah, good, thanks Good. And of course, Jamie, you're already a winner Very easy this week Just for getting through You've won yourself a pair of tickets To Chris Boyd's testimonial this Saturday, the 17th of November At Rugby Park You fancy that? Yeah, absolutely mm. Good man, a winner already But we know the real prize here is victory On Beat the Pundit So let's see how you get on heads You're going to be up against Mark Guidi Tails, you'll be up against Jim Duffy And it is heads Mark Guidi, get those headphones on please And I'll give you some Clyde too So that you don't know what Jamie is saying Jamie, you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Mark You can pass, remember here is your chance uh, to beat the pundit. In fact, I'll tell you what, it would help if I had the same questions. Because see, sometimes, Jamie, you don't mind um, being honest and saying that that's last night's questions I've got in front of me. So there we go. And we'll get them in two. This, this is the beauty of live radio, Jim Duffy. You just sort of you're padding, I think. Padding, I think they yeah, call it. Yeah, well, I think that, uh, you know, listen, it's like, you know, referees. Same, same I can as, also uh, hear Mark Weedy's Clyde an- too. An- anchor journalists, they make the occasional little faux pas. Yeah. Uh, you're oh, human. And it's, it's not know? even it's not even And even the producer, but you're going to try yeah, he, he's the one trying to deflect you, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to deflect you, but you're not taking full responsibility. No, no chance. You should have been prepared, Gordon. That's the bottom line. That's him. He sends me the questions. <laughs> and I can actually <laughs> See, I'm gonna take I'm, I'm gonna take blame. Mark Weedy off Clyde too, because I can hear um what was that we were getting there? I think Cara yeah. What a feeling, uh, what a yeah. feeling. So, well, see, see, it Did you do the quiz there? No we don't have the questions yet <laughs> I was wondering I thought this was a bit strange I can see Duff Speaking of You're thinking yourself He's going to try and answer Some questions here But no, there's, uh, I think Producer Technical Andy um, Producer you know, Andy's was, having one was, is, yeah. what, is what they say in yeah. the industry he's, he's doing a runner I just saw him run past the window so that's worrying enough. Here he so, comes. There uh, we go. I tell okay. Jamie to you know hang on a I little hope bit. Jamie's still there. Eventually. Right, right. Mark Weedy, get yourself yes, sorry, to Clyde too. Um, <laughs> let's give Jamie the questions. I hope that weight doesn't put you off. You ready, Jamie? Yep. Who's Scotland women's most capped player? Pass. How many points are Celtic and Hearts on in the league? Thirty-three. Who are currently third in the Scottish Championship? These are tough. 
um, Inverness <laughs> What supernatural being appears on Elgin's badge? What is going on with these? Um, a phoenix uh, What year did Craig Sampson join St Mirren during his first spell with the club? And how many matches I think we've got time Did Living, Has Livingston's Dolly Menga Been banned for Two They were murder My word All I that way use last night's For producer Andy <laughs> To run away through And gee and that's what he comes back with Anyway Right uh, Mark Weedy Are you with us Yes These are murder I hope you're ready These okay, are absolutely okay. brutal Right same set of questions to <laughs> right, you On you go Who's the most capped Scotland women's player Oh Gemma Faye How many points are Celtic And Hearts on in the league 23 Who are currently third In the Scottish Championship uh, Ross County You'll like this one What supernatural being Appears on Elgin's badge uh, E.T. <laughs> <laughs> in what year did Craig Sampson Join St Mirren In his first spell Oh nine uh, 2003 How many matches Has Livingston's Dolly Menga Been banned Two. for And how managed Air United Between 95 and 2002 uh, Gordon Dale Jamie, they were tough, weren't they? Oh, I knew that last one anyway. Supernatural being. Mm-hmm. Producer Andy is nodding his head as if, yeah, that's a good quit. Honestly. He's, he's, he's happy with that one. Honestly, what a ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, let's go through them. The most capped Scotland's women's player is Gemma Fee. Well done, Mark Weary got it. A 1 0 uh, lead. Lots. Yeah. Uh, how many points are Celtic and Hearts on in the league? It's 26. You were close. So it's still 1 0 to Mark Weary. Dundee United are third in the championship. Honestly, things I never thought I would say on the show. What supernatural being oh, appears on Elgin's badge? It's an angel, apparently. There we go. I don't know. I'm none the wiser. Two angels, he says. At least I think that was what he was saying. He might just have been giving me another gesture. Uh, what year did Craig Sampson join St Mirren during his first spell? 2010. How many matches has Livingston's Dolly Menga been banned for? It is two. You got that one, Jamie. So it's 2 1 to Mark yep. Guidi. Um, and uh, he got on to the last question You didn't It wouldn't have mattered Gordon DL Her own Gordon DL Managed Air United Between 95 and 2002 A, a, a classic 2-1 victory oh, For yeah. Mark Greedy Hardlines Jamie No worries Enjoy Good man Enjoy but Saturday exactly. Remember it's a 1 o'clock kickoff. Remember Jamie exactly. 1 o'clock Jamie's off to Chris Boyd's testimonial Anyway you've won the tickets uh, 1 o'clock at Rugby Park This Saturday If you want to buy tickets And go along You can do They're £10 and £5 You get them at the, the ticket office Down there or at kilmarnockfc.co.uk You'll have another chance to win tomorrow and Friday uh, get, get along there See guys like Ali McCoist um, Nacho Novo Even Alex Ray is pulling on the boots It'll be a sight to behold uh, Pedro Mendes as well So lots of them involved Get down there uh, And give it some support if you fancy it 01419511025 in the phones uh, I'm pleased to say we are now joined by St Johnson striker Tony Watt Tony, how are you? Thanks for joining us I'm good, thanks for having me on Stuff you, you, you're looking a bit worried there in case you had to play beat the pundit. How many would you have got? Uh, two, I think, maybe. You think so? Uh, right, maybe okay. the points and maybe the suspension. Right, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Tony, well, now, listen, we're looking forward to talking football with you as the as the next hour or so progresses, but you are here with a, another purpose, and that's because I, I'm pleased to say that thanks to your hard work, you off your own back, completely off your own back, have raised £2,575 uh, and you're in here tonight to give it to our Cash for Kids charity. So, I mean, from all of us, thanks, Thank well done. And uh, just to explain a bit about how that came about. I was just explaining that to Jim. Uh, I got my my tops put up in, in my flat and I went to my mum's house and I, I realised I had so many just floating about. I'd always collected ones for players I respected or players I played against and... I just thought maybe we could we could get rid of them for charity and sell them to people and 
get him framed up. Boy, it does my frames. Uh, Paul Roper, for proper frame display and canvas line. He said to me he would frame them up and he'd do it. And I just thought it would it'd be going to a good home if somebody wanted to buy them and it'd be good for charity. And yeah. he obviously contacted you about Cash for Kids and I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, you and I had a bit of a discussion about this. I mean, why why Cash for Kids? There's lots of good charities out there. What, what made you decide to go down that route? Yeah, well, obviously we spoke about it and, and you explained where the money goes and and why it goes where and if it helps families across North Lanarkshire and that then it's close to home as well so for me it's a good purpose yeah. Nice to hear Jim Duffy yeah. I know footballers get a bad rap sometimes but I can honestly say you won't realise the effort Tony went mm. to on his own he contacted everyone he put mm. them up in his own social media he collected mm. the payments so quickly mm. he, he did absolutely everything yeah. and then he's just decided to donate the money so big well done to him no, It's absolutely fantastic and uh, as I said I think that you know guys like Tony uh, deserve uh, a lot of credit for it and, and there are other players as well that do a lot of stuff and, goes unnoticed, and it goes yeah. unnoticed and as I say then it's only when someone does something you know which is a bit negative that they seem to get publicity a lot of footballers um, but Tony said I think the most important thing to him is that it's it's local the money goes locally and everybody knows it the, the, the amount of work that Cash for Kids has done over the over over the decades really and um, you know Tony doing that and as I said he doesn't need to do it he could have made himself a few quid if he wanted yep. to he could have gave it to, to various people but he's done it for Cash for Kids and I think it's uh, you know absolutely outstanding What sort of shirts were you auctioning off Tony because you had, you had loads I think you ended up shifting about 11 of them or so what, what was in there? I think there was maybe three or four of mine. There was a Fraser Forster Europa League signed one. Craig Bellamy, he actually gave me one one of his international tops that he wore signed. And just little ones that would probably have went on my wall if I'd on an odd day if I chose it, but then if you'd a big enough wall. House. <laughs> if I'd a big enough wall. But yeah. I just on the day I thought I'd maybe go for other ones and then I thought people would probably mm. make use of that. Bellamy and I tried to do it with maybe a Celtic or Rangers or a Scottish connection so that people would Yeah, would there's a James McFadden one and stuff, wasn't there? Yeah, that McFadden you, you, you signed as well off. and ones that people would appreciate. Obviously, I've got other ones from being abroad, but people probably wouldn't appreciate them and bid for them. Mm. So I just sifted through them and, and I got, I think I got like maybe 15 and a couple never went and a, a couple of people pulled out. So I ended up 11 sold and the money came through in the three or four days that, really? that people... They said they would Yeah listen Well it, is, it really is appreciated Not only by us But by the children That will, will benefit from this money If you want to help as well Remember Mission Christmas Is underway You can text Clyde To 70808 If you want to donate £5 That's text Clyde To 70808 I mean we were never Going to push it Tony We were never going to ask For the Tony Watt jersey And you've told us tonight You don't even have it anymore No I swapped it on the night With Pedro But that's one of the ones That are up on my wall So I'm I'm not too fast. My mum's got my My boots for that night So it doesn't to be fair, I've got enough stuff with my name on the back. It doesn't really bother me. I prefer maybe your other players and your other stuff. Yeah. Is Good Pedro? Man. Is Pedro got your jersey up in his room? I, I, I think he has. I in his living room or above <laughs> his bed. I'm not sure what one it is. I think I think it's just next to the messy one that he got when he was leaving Barca. And the Tony what, one, in which there. one of his houses? Aye, exactly. The one in Malibu, the London, the one in Barcelona. Right, Tony. This is where the fun really begins. Like I say, well done on the charity. But we always do a bit of a, a getting to know you with the players when they come in here, and you never know what this is going to throw up, Jim Duffy. Uh, so here we go. Going to fire through some of these questions, Tony, and get to know you a little bit better. Who? What was the first game you went to? Uh, I used to go to Motherwell games when I was younger with my uncle. Great taste. Obviously, Celtic <laughs> and Rangers was a bit feisty, and then the Celtic <laughs> games were probably harder to get to. I probably, I couldn't tell you the exact one, but I would remember being about four or five. Would have been a classic anyway, guaranteed. Uh, who was your footballing hero growing up? 
Henry Larson. Easy one, just Celtic um, striker. I mean, yeah. you don't need to say much about that. Do you still my hero, isn't he? But <laughs> he's still my hero. Uh, right, best player you've played with? James Forrest did say. Why? He was just unbelievable. He had a hard time injuries when I was there, but when he came into training, he would just terrorise people. And I sat in the stand at the new camp one night, and I, I don't know if he came on at 45 or the first 45, he just tore Jordi Alba apart, and I just thought, this guy's special. And then seeing what he's doing now consistently as well. I was always a... I was always his biggest fan on social media and people used to say, oh, no, no, and used to go against it just maybe because he's quiet, maybe because he's not out there. And then now I, I get to laugh, laugh yeah. about all the and comments. Yeah, sometimes as well, for a while, it, it was a kind of target of the Celtic fans when things weren't going right, but the kind of first guy well, that the fans would for a while, turn on, That's you know? what annoyed me because how good he was. Yeah. I know he's fast, but how he can do the things run at that pace is just... On mm. our planet uh, This will be an interesting one as well The best player you've played against If you had to pick one I mean I know there would have been a few but uh, In games I started I don't know The wee boy Danny that played with Zenit I played mm-hmm. against Zenit When I was at Standard Liège And I swear this guy Never lost a ball once I don't think it was unbelievable That's interesting Because I'll be honest I was expecting one of the Barcelona yeah. players For that night But again you scooshed it that night Didn't you So you had to be through <laughs> one of the other games Okay Danny at Zenit I like that one uh, Best friend in football Ricky Lamy, I went to school with him. He's at Levy. Uh, I also struck up quite a good relationship with Greg Stewart when I went up to Aberdeen to train last year. I would do the drive and he would sort the hotel and we got along very well. <laughs> Listen, this works out well. That's a decent yeah. relationship. Best stadium you've played at? Uh, obviously, easy one to say is Parkhead, but maybe then again, maybe either Benfica or Zenit. Okay. Stadium of Light, isn't it? The Benfica yeah. one. Uh, right. You've you been there, Mark Guidi? Been there a few times, yeah. Working, yeah. yeah, it's top special. Top draw. Stadium Andalus. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Yeah, top draw. Oh, right, listen, uh, you must get you must be bored of this. This is the easiest question of the night. A stupid question in many ways. <laughs> Best footballing moment. Come on. I know yeah. you like to try and get through interviews without it, but listen, we ask everybody this. So. Yeah, probably that or I remember when I made my debut at Motherwell and I turned around to the stand and I just saw like after I'd scored People up on their feet and that And that's probably the first time it hit me Then the dream was kind of like a reality Yeah I was there I wasn't on my feet I must admit I was there <laughs> um, I mean That is interesting Do you yeah. think is, is it through time that you're almost Saturated with the Barcelona stuff That y- y- you do start to look elsewhere No obviously that's a once in a lifetime moment But I always wanted my name in the back of a Celtic top And I always wanted to play for Celtic And step on and scoring that day That was probably that was probably just as big knowing that I'd done it and I was able to say to people, after that, I, I could have just retired, just make my debut. It's like your first kiss, Tony, you never forget <laughs> it. You never forget <laughs> it. I don't, I don't know. I do not want to know. It's a family show. Um, but no, I, I like that, Mark Weedy, because there's, there's an yeah. easy answer there. But, but no, it's nice to hear another side of it in that first moment when you came on and you scored at Fur Park um, as well when nobody's really heard you. Who's, who's this boy that we've that signed for Because you don't, you very rarely had Celtic now in the past 20 years going to the lower leagues mm-hmm. to sign boys particularly ones that eventually then go on and play for the team but you think of the other elements in that Barcelona night that Tony's goal brought in was it, was it the the one two five or the one thirty celebration for Celtic whatever it was 125 years yeah, yeah. around about that time there was a great display yeah. before it you've got Rod Stewart crying yeah. in the stadium that then leads to Elton John phoning Neil Lennon at home <laughs> and Neil Lennon thinking it's a wind up because <laughs> oh that's you think all oh, the different yeah. Uh, component and then you get the Barca players still talking about the, the atmosphere, atmosphere created at Celtic Park in the Champions League night yeah well you, know? you saw it against Leipzig how good the atmosphere was it's, it is a special place I don't know I don't know what helps it to be so good obviously the fans are unbelievable but it is as if it's a notch above everybody and 
That's what I mean, even away from home at Motherwell, the full, we played against them a couple of weeks ago and it's a different place when the place is packed out and yeah. the the stand just erupted that night, that day as well and it's just one of them that that'll probably, the Barcelona goal was maybe more of a blur but that one will stay in my mind. Mm. That Clearly. was a real yeah. first fairy tale yeah. moment for me. Yeah. And of course we are going to talk St Johnson, let's go through the rest of these questions though. I'm going to bring you down a notch. What's your worst footballing moment? Probably that header against Celtic when I was at Hearts, live on Sky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had people sending me videos of that. I wanted to go to their house and have a word with them, but that was it was one of them that it was actually almost in. All I need to do is head in it, and I think I combed it back away. So <laughs> it's one of them that I can laugh about now. But I had I had one of them in our week against it, man. See, I wasn't I wasn't even going to bring that. I wasn't going to bring that up, and you did it. All right, okay. Uh, that's fair. At least you can laugh Life about of a striker. It. Ah, exactly. Listen, uh, yeah, the highs and the lows there in, in a couple of minutes. Any pre-match superstitions? No. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Actually, I think a lot of them like I hate walking out last because I think it's just a fashion statement now. I think everybody wants to walk out last and put tape round their wrist and that and I hate doing it and I get stuck last the other week. I think I was fixing my boots or something and I think a lot of it's not superstition, I think a lot of it's a fashion statement. Right, okay. I'm going to look out for that from now on, I must say. Uh, right, tell us something about you we might not already know. Uh, this is where I really get worried because I just don't know what's going <laughs> to... Do we know, know everything that. about you? Uh, probably, I think you would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know... Great company uh, You're a good singer Great company Any instruments Terrible singer I, I don't mind I've had a lot of initiations Different clubs I've been at But I've not perfected a song what's your, what's your song of choice? Travelling Soldier By the Dixie Chicks Right, well, that's an adventurous choice. <laughs> oh, I must yeah. say. I didn't expect that. Have you that? Yeah, no. Most, most right. people are standing by me. Aye, that's probably my favourite film, but that's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he's read my notes. That's the next <laughs> question. Oh, oh, the one to watch chapter. Make your job easier. Stand by me. Do you know what? What a choice that is. And yet, and you know, that's usually a throwaway question. But we've got a genuine movie buff. We've got what to watch. We've got the, we've got the absolute proper film critic. And uh, what are your hobbies away from football? Films, uh, anything else? Watching films, watching TV series up on PlayStation. You're a proper gamer, aren't you? I've noticed Aye, this on I social media. The, wow. I bought the PlayStation to be How firm. many hours a day are we talking? Well, don't tell what your manager might hear. I mean, yeah. the gaffer, I told mm. the gaffer I don't point a Friday night and he called me out there all week. He said, Ah, did you enjoy FIFA yesterday? I said, Ah, I only played it for a couple of hours and he went, Ah, I thought you never played that. So, just. One or two a day I'd say Right you're a TV and film buff What's your box set tip then For anyone out there Who's struggling for one I like, What should we I be like on I like the teen dramas I like your Dawson's Creek Your One Tree Hills But probably go Go with the grain And say Sopranos Oh. See you've pulled it back there Because I want you to look To either side of you You're sitting in between know, The Mitchell brothers That's And you've just I mean. pulled out Dawson's Creek <laughs> 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 It's the best TV programme In the last 30 years Why do you think I pulled out The gangster one You should have seen Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy's faces there only started watching Sopranos oh. three, four months ago and we went through it every night and absolutely loved it. It's brilliant. Look. Right, Tony, final question. You're Tony Soprano. <laughs> uh, your ultimate five aside team. You can be in it or not. This is up to you. No, I'll leave myself out that. You've put me on the spot here. Uh, up front, obviously. I'd probably go last and sitting up front just <laughs> right, for the okay. combo. That was the two I watched growing up. Right. Lambert. Uh, was managed by him and he he was a, a top top player and then this can be worldwide by the way uh, he'd probably go Sergio Ramos in there just for a bit of culture and then that's one way of putting it Ramos uh, Buffon's probably a wee bit of culture as well we played against them good 
That's that's decent because Gary Holt came in recently and put six in his team, which was quite problematic. <laughs> At least you've got five. I'm happy with that. Right, okay. Tony Watt is with us. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here as well. 01419511025 on the phones. We will talk to Tony about St Johnson and get the teaser up and running next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Uh, Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Tony Watt is with us as well, so any questions or points you've got for him, 01419511025 uh, or Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, time for the full time teaser. I'm not sure if Tony's going to be able to assist with this so one. What have you I'm got looking, can. Uh, I'm looking at the the generation and thinking, yeah, maybe too much time playing PlayStation to remember some of these. All uh, right, it's been sent in by Dylan Patton for you to Scotland. Uh, he's got a bit of a backstory as well. I like that. He says Scotland qualified for four of the five major tournaments in the nineties. So within those four tournaments, fifty players were called up. I'm not. You're not, you're not going to have to name the fifty. Oh, name yeah. the eleven who were called up but didn't take part in any match. <laughs> right. Yeah. See you later, Tony. Okay. It was nice to speak to you. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you. Sorry. What do you mean by by called up? So they went to the tournament. They went never to the never, okay. Never so fifty different players. Eleven were players used in the four tournaments. Eleven oh, players. Obviously, like one of them's got that goalie because, generally speaking, only played two, three goalies. Right. Played one. Didn't so you? I'll simplify yeah. it. We'll ditch the backstory. Eleven players uh, went to major tournaments with Scotland in the nineties, but uh-huh. never played. I know one. Go for it. Simon Donnelly. Yes, World Cup ninety eight. Um, Johnny Gould. Also, World Cup ninety eight. Uh, Scott Gemmell. Ah, oh, he's flying. He's absolutely squishing this. I need to give that to Tony Watt, actually. Speak up, Tony. Yeah, was that your inspiration? <laughs> that was was it? T- Scott, uh, Scott Gemmell yeah, from right, Tony. One more guess and then we'll move on. David Marshall? No. All right, you can play along at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. We're going to speak to Tony about St. Johnson and what's going on with him at the moment very soon. Let's get a call from John in Coat Bridge first, though. John, what's, uh, what's your point tonight? Hello, Mark, the Jim, and Tony. Uh, I know you might think this is a bit preposterous, Mark, right? But what about would you call it Celtic trying to sign Big Zlatan for a couple of months on loan? Celtic wow. signing Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Wow. I did not expect that tonight, I must uh, say. Well, I've been, I'd, I'd be very, very no, surprised. Celtic I think, man, Mark. Well, I think as a, I think with Zlatan, uh, cash is king. Or something like that Even though he's got tens of millions. But listen, no, I don't think it's going to happen. But if I was ever a chance, I'm sure. If he needed a reference in Henrik Larson would, would give um, Zlatan a, a reference all day long to go and try it. But um, no, is, is there something doing the rounds or is this just <laughs> is this an early Christmas present for you, John? <laughs> the I, I, I've heard that they're great, but you know, Mark, I'm the first. I'm, you know, I'm the one that has been So sometimes my contacts are not too bad, you know? Ah, oh, well, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, I no, could, t- could I touch on, would you call so it? I just, uh, I just want to be clear, though, John. Do you have a, do you have a Zlatan contact? Or is this, is this a Celtic contact? I just say Zlatan contact, you know what I mean? It's a Zlatan contact. <laughs> oh. People say I know Swedes, or my missus would call me a bit of a turn up, maybe, you know? Right. Jim, <laughs> Jim Duffy, you're not having <laughs> that, are you, Jim? No, listen, you know. I think when the the American obviously the the MLS season finished, they didn't qualify for the playoffs. Um, you know, um, so he is available. There was talk about him going back to Man U. He's dismissed that Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic and said that no, I'm not going to go there. So that means I'm sure a little bit like Beckham when Beckham went uh, to Italy, went to France. Yes, you know, he's yeah. going back. So therefore, there's there's got to be you know, plenty of clubs out there thinking, can we have him for a few months? Can we have him from January? To the end of the season till the the MLS starts up again, 
So it could be one of those ones where, you know, could Celtic throw themselves into the mix? Who knows? But uh, yeah, I think it would be a, uh, it would be phenomenal for our, for our game if something like that did come up. But I think it's, I think it's dreamland. To be honest yeah, You'd swap shots with him alright wouldn't you Oh I'd be desperate for his <laughs> Absolutely In fact I had a tweet in here for Tony Watt I think it was from Thomas asking If you've still got your Pirlo one ah, That's says, up on the wall as well That's on the wall Pedro. Good I mean, You deserve that one That's that's not a bad keepsake that is it Signed as well He signed it for me So it's oh, not looking too bad that's Oh that's decent Is it? What, and would you say up on the wall Are we talking living room here or No I've got a wee kind of games room Where I play my playstation So it's for in the background 17 hours there. a day Yeah you see it a lot then Okay uh, Right uh, In the first part of, of Tony Watt's section We were asking about um, You know getting to know him Various questions from his career But what about right now uh, Tony I mean Just how How are St Johnson doing it This run is absolutely fantastic isn't it I the boys are flying uh, We've won five in a row with five clean sheets. I don't think that's something that's ever happened in my career. Uh, and I've played all five in the bounce as well, which has been good for me. I've not really had that consistency over the last two and a half year. And I'm loving it, to be fair. The boys have been brilliant. The dressing room's brilliant. And the, the play on the pitch has been brilliant. I think everybody thinks St Johnson are big and physical, but if you actually watch our games, we play the ball about and we, we pass it about and we... Mm. We're doing better this year, I think. What's been the secret to it? Because what perhaps makes it more impressive is it actually comes on the back of some really disappointing results. So to then flip it round after that Celtic game and go five wins and no goals conceded, what, what's the secret? Yeah, well, I think we had a disappointing game against Rangers. We got beat 5-1 and then we, I think we played midweek against Celtic and we got beat by one goal, which was unfortunate. Then we got beat by one goal at Tynecastle as well, which are two hard places to go, Tynecastle and Ibrox. And then... The 6-0 game was a fluke for us. It was a, a one-off and we should have maybe... We tried to get get out of the system and and then obviously Tommy Wright being Tommy Wright, he's got us, got us back to doing the basics and but we're playing well while doing the basics and, and we've went on a good run. How important is he to, to what you're achieving? Ah, he's vital, especially for me. I don't want my standard to drop because he's hard on you in a good way and I'm trying to... Try to keep his trust so I can play every week and hopefully I'm doing that and he's been brilliant, he's helped me out a lot and he's detailed to the opposition and the way we play so it's been brilliant for me. What about the, the thing you mentioned, the sort of stability or the, the playing every week, how important is that for you given the way the last couple of years have gone? Oh massive, I wouldn't change it for anything. I, ever since I went up to Hearts I probably, probably similar to now, at Hearts I never scored as much, probably down to playing in a different position but just now... I've maybe went on a wee dry spell, missed a sitter, missed a penalty, but it's not annoying me because I'm playing well and the team's playing well and we're winning and at Hearts we're doing the same and then after that I probably lost confidence for a year, year and a half, it was after an injury and I just refreshed and, and went again, picked myself up and tried to do different things and, and now I'm enjoying it and now I'm seeing the, the fruits there. I mean is this the most settled you've been in, what, I don't know, how long you tell me? Probably the only other place that comes close is Charlton but the stuff going on in the background with the owners and with the with the club, players in, players out, probably isn't as settled as now. So it's probably been the most settled I've been for since probably the last five, six years. I mean, Mark Guidi, you're obviously out and about on a Saturday for us watching lots of games and I mean, yeah. what an incredible turnaround. The stats obviously speak for themselves. <laughs> you win five games. If any club wins five games in a row, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, St Johnson have done it and not conceded in that time either. Yeah, with five clean sheets. I remember watching St Johnston in the opening day of the season down at Rugby Park against Kilmarnock, and I think it's the poorest performance I've ever seen from a, a Tommy Wright uh, team. They just didn't look like St Johnston. I thought it might be a struggle for them, but they've turned it around. And um, 
they've got a settled side they've, they've, they've made a few changes but it just shows you you never rule out somebody like, like Tommy Wright and you know maybe another club with a less patient board they might have been tempted to pull the trigger uh, and Tommy Wright but the fact that they're, they've stuck by them they're now in a great run they're looking more like a top six um, side again and the way that they, they've been playing the re- results that they've been getting just adds to that mix because you've got Commander in there Hats, Hibs, Aber- Aberdeen and now St Johnson pushing back in mm. towards it so it's going to be fascinating to see who makes that top six Yeah I mean for St Johnson to be above Aberdeen and Hibs it's, 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 it's fantastic you know you look at the resources you look at the fans the fan base um, but that's down to the players and down to the manager and uh, also I think the, the, the mental resolve that they've shown you know after as Tony mentioned after they the lost 6 nothing to Celtic it was at that game I mean you know if it wasn't for Xander Clark it could have been a lot more actually but you know to come back from that it shows one as I said for me tremendous management because what you as, as, as Tony said there get back to basic get back to doing what you're doing he did change the system and the shape of the team in the summer he tried to play with two wingers um, a little bit more free-flowing Um I think once that happened, he kind of just get narrowed it a little bit, made it a little bit more compact, but still kept the kind of the team. It didn't didn't dramatically change the personnel, um, and then all of a sudden confidence becomes you get a clean sheet, one or two games, you get a couple of wins, you start to believe in it again. Mm. And as Tony said, although he's not maybe scoring as many goals, he's playing all the time. He's an integral yeah. part of the system, and the system's much more important to a club like St Johnson. It's not about the individual. I think maybe three or four years ago, Tony might have been more frustrated because he's thinking, I want to be the individual. But now, even though you're only 24, something 24, like that. Right. So he's only 24, but I think you've now got that knowledge, the experience that the team is the most important and you're part of that team. You're happy to be a part of the team now. Yeah, I spoke about that just there. I said, try to gain the manager's trust. And I spoke to people after the game, and they're like, ah, oh, you're not taking this player on, you're maybe not doing this, but I'm maybe holding the ball up more and linking the play and getting the team up the way. And before you're thinking goals, assist, goals, assist. Now, obviously, I'm thinking wins, team first, and then add a goal and assist. And I'm not trying to float my own boat, but I have still got a few goals and a few assists this season. And but the team's doing well. That's the main thing. And I wouldn't be playing every game if if the manager didn't think I've been doing well. And after every game, he's been good and he fills you with confidence. And like Jim said, the manager's seen after the commander game, maybe we were a bit different but this but he knows when to make a change and he knows how to fix the team and we went to Easter Road and comfortably <laughs> beat Hibs on stats and everything I know some people say stats aren't good stats aren't this stats aren't that but we had more shots we played better and I know we st- stole it at the end but we deserved to win that game and we played Motherwell away which is one of the hardest places to go this year Livingston away I think are we the only mm. team to beat Livy away in, yeah, you may well in the league year, yeah, yeah, I think in the league get two banana skins with yeah, Dundee and Malo in the cup, yeah. Dundee and Hamilton are two banana skins, which mm. if you take your eye off the ball, mm-hmm. you can get punished. And it's not been an easy run of games. I know, I know it's, I know in my experience, one in five games in a row. Is, <laughs> we <laughs> said if we tough. can get, we oh. said if we can get six points or seven points yeah. out of the first three after the Celtic game, that was our mentality. We wanted to regroup and get people back. On our side, yeah. and you go and win five in a row is unbelievable. Uh, Gary's on the phone. Gary's in Hamilton. What's your point tonight, Gary? Hi, even guys. Hello. Hey, guys. It was uh, going back to the Candace thing. I don't like to start this up again. Actually, no, on you go. You're fine. Um, I was trying to um, get in while the iron was hot earlier. <laughs> um, looking at another perspective, you were talking about why you think it was ironic that you got a yellow card. Well, from a neutral point of view. If you've got two guys standing toe to toe after an, a tackle, and their, their handbags are out and they're in each other's faces, 
the referee will come over and give him both a yellow card. Whether it's 10 yards away, to me it's the same thing. If he goads the player, and Anton Ferdinand thinks he's goading him, and he, he meets up with Candace and puts his arm around him and makes a gesture, that's the same thing. The two of them get a yellow card, and unfortunately, Candace had the second yellow card, and that's why he went off. And that's the way I see it. Whether they're face-to-face or 10 yards, it's still handbags at dawn, and that's why it was... You can't go booking one on the foot the other. But I think the other thing as well, referees will always tell you, Gary, that... And every referee will tell you at every level, the first thing they think about in terms of their job, yeah, the rule book, but also they, they try their very best to keep 22 players on the pitch. That's one of their main objectives, keep 22 yeah. players on the pitch. So I would ask the question... Yeah. Was it really necessary to book the two players? Is, is, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I agree with. I'm not saying I agree with the red card, Mark. But, but is is that the referee's priority, or is it simply just to uphold no, they'll, the rules they'll, at they'll, all they'll, time? Yeah, they'll tell, but they'll tell you that they'll try their best to manage the game in a way that tries to keep twenty-two mm. players. Now, sometimes I've no option, but in terms of something, a wee bit of common sense. That if you speak to referees, Gordon, they'll tell you that I want. They want to finish games with twenty-two players, but they don't want to be. Or they shouldn't want to be the centre attention flashing red card. Okay. Sometimes they're left with no option. But in that instance, and we've just watched it again on telly, and the more I see it, the more I, I can't agree with the, the, the second yellow card or the actual the, the, the booking for Fer- Ferdinand probably as well. But more importantly, the second yellow. Seconds, I don't agree. I don't agree with it. Yeah, on you go, Gary. The Candace don't kisses. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. Right. Sorry, I, I miss your point. Yeah, I, I don't agree. The, Listen, I can the see car, the point. The, I don't agree with it. Ferdinand doesn't. See that as being playful, and he takes it up his arms to, to, to think that's a good. Yes, I'll meet up, arm round him, make a gesture. Whether they're twenty two or ten yards, to me, you cannot book one without the other. Gary, do you honestly say you're honestly saying, Gary, that Daniel Candias deserved a yellow card? Is that what you're saying? Going by the rulebook. Yes, whether it's 22 or 10 yards, no, you cannot book one without the other. No, you do that, you, you're, it's not, it's not, you're that's not the rule book. That's no. not the rule book. No, no, it's not the rule book. That's not the rule book. <laughs> you're making a rule up, it isn't there. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is, referees, I said before, I, mean, I was at the Livingston Celtic game, the first couple of tackles that Livingston put in early bells on Saturday were yellow card tackles. But Kevin Clancy, I think, was the referee, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he went over, had a little chat, didn't do it, didn't book them. So, there are times when referees will give a little bit out and say like because as they said if he starts booking players the first cut attack he's got another 85 minutes to go he thinks oh as Matt said I might be sending players off here so referees do use common sense at times even if it is against you know the you know the what most people think in this particular occasion I just don't think common sense was used and sometimes it's all about timing a few people have sent me this Stephen Donachie's one of them this happened tonight in a game Stirling Uni right they've tweeted the referee just booked Lewis Hunter for having white ankle socks on and he says all the Stirling players have to take their ankle socks off at half time mm-hmm. here's the problem we showed the ref that the white socks are actually attached to the whole sock, mm-hmm. but he says no, he won't reverse the yellow card. So oh, there we go. Uh, we'll take your calls on that one tomorrow night. We're going to get the answers to the teaser and speak a bit more to Tony after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time to put any questions to our special guest, Tony Watt, who's in talking football, uh, and also to hand over some hard earned money. He's auctioned off his shirts off his own back, and he's very, very kindly donated over two and a half grand 
to cash for kids So we really are uh, eternally grateful to Tony for that And I like this tweet that's coming I hope you're uh, still game fans Or you're, you're not going to get this one Talking about Tony's like uh, hobbies and so on uh, Gwigsy has just sent the picture And it just says I like the PlayStation Do you like the PlayStation? That is that's Tony Watt in a nutshell <laughs> Loves the PlayStation honestly uh, 01419511025 on the phones Mark Weedy's none the wiser He's shaking his head I've got a clue what I'm on about I'm too, I'm too busy in the quiz I'm, I'm in oh, quiz mode I forgot about the teaser I'm in quiz mode. Uh, Dylan sent tonight's question in If you've got a good one Please do send it over to us Full time at Clyde1.com So uh, we're looking for the 11 players Who went to tournaments with Scotland in the 90s But never played Guys like Scott Gemmell Simon Donnelly And Johnny Gould uh, I'm, I'm on the goal. I'm on the goalie thing now uh, You've so got two, I've got two in my list yeah, uh, I think there are two or three Yeah. Right so I'm going to go Neil Sullivan Yep didn't play in 98 And I'll go right back to 1992 uh-huh. And guess Brian Gunn Yes World Cup 90 Okay uh, I think you're missing another one. one I, I think uh, you got right. So, any any others, Jim Duffy? Nope. A outfield, Billy McKinley. Nope. John Spencer. No. Right. Okay. Tony. <laughs> you can just sit quietly in the background. Right. You've got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, you've still got six to get. Get your thinking caps on. Uh, on that one, uh, we were talking about before Tony about St Johnson's great form and and, and why it's why it's sort of come about and so on. You were. You were talking about your um, realisation, if you like, that there's no point in getting down if you're not scoring. It's all about the team and, and the way you're contributing. Is that something that 24-year-old you appreciates that perhaps, I don't know, 20-year-old didn't? Yeah, that's it. I think when I was 18, 17, 18, my first thought would be go for goal. But now I appreciate watching the bigger games, the European games, that if your striker doesn't hold up the ball and link the play... You're going to be running back towards your goal very fast and now I try and think if I keep the ball we can avoid pressure, avoid danger and it's just from watching football and learning football and like I, I credit that to playing games I think no matter how much you're coached, no matter what you've done you learn when you're playing games, when you're tired when you're shattered and you need to make a decision fast if you make the wrong decision you're not going to make that wrong decision again or you're going to pay for it and watching the bigger games you see if a striker doesn't hold it up in Europe say for your Celtics or your Leicester's the last time they were in Europe then you're going to be punished and you're going to the top quality teams will go and punish you On Scotland then with your uh, with your expert eye who, who's the man to lead the line we've been talking about it earlier on you know Stephen Fletcher um, has been doing some press so we heard an interview from him all the McBurnies there even guys like Callum Patterson Well I played with Cal at Hearts and he was a right back but he scored so many goals yeah. he was playing off the front he done, done, he, aye, he, he done his uh, he knee and mm-hmm. I think he was on like 12 goals or something and mm-hmm. I, he's, a, he's a goal threat he is I do like Fletcher just because anytime I was in the squad or anytime watching him he holds the ball up well and he's brilliant in there and mm-hmm. Scotland need that like I said Scotland need to hold it up Scotland need to get up and avoid pressure and I don't know maybe go with two up front right, then, does, he, does he do stuff then that perhaps is Goes a bit unnoticed Because understandably You watch yeah. football You're maybe looking for the guys That, that score all the time Is, is he going unnoticed? Yeah well He went for a stage Where he was scoring for fun But when he's not scoring He does play well He's got a great touch He's quite physical For the size of him You look at him And you'd probably be like mm, Maybe not the biggest Not the strongest But he's probably the best At holding it in Scotland I've had for the last Well, well I've been watching him The last five, six years And in the air as well He's very good I think he'd probably Be my choice Just through watching him before Maybe I've not seen enough of him recently But I don't think he'll have regressed yeah. as a player Because the way he plays I noticed there's been some talk this week You know about Goalkeepers dropping out Other goalkeepers dropping in 
your big pal Xander Clark has kept these five clean sheets I mean will, will he be knocking mm. at the door yeah, well I thought he would be but it's not my decision I, I like Scott Bain I like yeah, I like Jimmy McDonald and that obviously I've got a, a loyalty Xander we travel up the girl but I think it's harsh on the boy he's probably the only one that's not touting himself for it we travel up every day and he's a humble boy probably the hardest working at the club probably been up where of the season five clean sheets in a row after having an unbelievable game against Celtic I think the stat was he made 15, 16 saves mm-hmm. he saved the one before Forrest tapped it in a great shot for Edward he was mm-hmm. he was brilliant but I think it's unfair on him everybody talking about it I'd, I'd rather him just get on with his own game playing the way he's playing see what he's, happens. he's been faultless for me and I think it's harsh on him because he's not touting his cell he's a humble boy as I said and He's not. He's not saying anything about it. He's probably. There are times they come as well, and that's I mean, because I mean, Craig Gordon and uh, is in, in that Alan McGregor and yeah. and the the sort of thing. I know goalkeepers can continue and can go yep. on a little bit longer, but they're still in that stage where they're not going to be too long. Craig's a Kilmarnock fan in Johnson. We're a little bit pushed for time. Craig, what's your point tonight? Yeah, I was just wanting to uh, skip over the international break um, and just obviously get to in the show. I just kind of wanted to phone up. And get on to the whole point about Kilmarnock Johnson coming up uh, after the international break. So, um, you know, we played St Johnson at the start of the season, the first home game of the season, and we completely walked over them. And I'm pretty sure Tony will say that himself. Pretty sure any St Johnson fan, any Kilmarnock fan will say that. We walked over them and we played a great game. Look, we were going to kick the start of the season the way we ended last season, just on a really strong run. Um, St Johnson at the start of the season obviously didn't have the best start. We had a really good start, but as of recent times, I mean, we drew one each with Hamilton, we lost to Aberdeen, unluckily. Um, but and then St Johnson on this great run, five wins, five clean sheets in a row. I just wanted to see what the the panel thought. Obviously, two teams coming up against each other. One's had good form coming into mixed form. One's had bad form coming into really good form. It's going to be a great clash. I'm away up to McDermott Park. I've got my ticket and all that. I'm just wanting to see what the panel and what Tony think the game's going to bring. Because I think it could be a game of the season contender if it works out the way it should. Margaret. Well, as I say, I was at the opening game of the season, um, Craig as well, and, and I mentioned that I thought Kelly were terrific, albeit I think St Johnston were very, very poor and, and aided Kilmarnock um, that day. But you're right, you know, both teams in, in great form. St Johnston, we've, we've been speaking about them all night. As you well know, Kilmarnock, another terrific result. Um, you know, going to Tynecastle and one and one now. So yeah, a real, a real tough game uh, to call, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kilmarnock end the end the scoring run, but. I could see it being a score draw Craig without sitting in the fence I could see that being a 2-2 two, two. <laughs> Tony, sitting in the fence <laughs> <laughs> Tony it's certainly it's two informed teams as Craig mentions Yeah well it is and Kilmarnock are a good team as you said to start the season we were still gelling together we were still get. that's probably our most disappointing run, uh, result of the season and we're, we're going into every game confident as a Kilmarnock uh, and hopefully it's a good one hopefully we win obviously but they're a good team and we know that they're one of our if we want to do well they're one of the teams around us that we want to we want to do well against uh, what, what sort of general does does the manager ever put what, what, what are you guys sort of aiming for this season because St Johnson have just been they've just, it seems like they've just punched above their weight for so many years now no the manager would be the last person to say what we're aiming for the manager just wants to win games and he won't get ahead of himself he, we won't get ahead of ourselves there's no point in us saying putting a target on it maybe after Christmas we can look and say mm, we're up here we better not let it go or we're down here we better get up there but just now we just want to win as many games as possible and although we're taking credit for when it's going well we do remember when people were slaughtering us when it was going bad and yeah. we just need to try and even that out now OK thank you to Craig and Johnson right we need to make some progress in this teaser any more for me yeah I've got one right, got go, one go. Davey Weir 
No. <laughs> Brian Irvin. <laughs> no. Jackie McNamara. No. Stuart McKimmy. No. Scott Booth. No. Ian Jess. No. That was one I would have said, but I'm struggling. Right, and there's another goalie. Oh, there's another couple of goalies. Another couple of goalies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Euro '92. I'll give you. I'll start giving you clues. Right. Euro '92 Tell. and the club link you're looking for is Hearts. I thought that was going to do it. Yep. Can't be Henry Wait, Smith. Henry, Henry, Henry Smith. Smith. Henry Smith. Yes. Is, Henry Smith. is another one Alan Ruff? No, in Euro '96 Rangers and Motherwell. This guy also played for um, Euro '96. Think shortbread. Oh, oh Walker. Nicky, Walker. Oh, Nicky Walker. Walker. What? Nicky Walker was at Euro '96. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. He must be in the party. That's all goal. Right. We've got a big defender. World Cup '98. Actually went on to become a. A decent player for Scotland just after that. Same haircut as you two. Oh, Matt Elliott. Matt Elliott. Uh, t- t- what else have we got? One guy did it three times 92, 96, 98. He didn't play in any didn't of the play. Partick, uh, Aberdeen <laughs> central defender played for Celtic. Partick Thistle. Oh, Derek White. Derek White. Uh, Euro 92. Yeah, a good channel to though, Derek. <laughs> 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 Great channel. Right, it was in November. Right. Uh, and Euro 92, another. Um, Footballer, you would Hearts and Rangers. That's the only two clubs that need mentioned, really. Derek Ferguson. No. Derek McPherson. No. A M. Alan McLaren. Alan McLaren. That was a good question. That no, Alan you. or Andy? That's Alan. Ten. I've only got ten. Alan. Oh, there's Matt. <laughs> I've only got ten. I think we've got them all. If we not, Simon Donnelly, Johnny ah, Gould. We don't have time Gould. for this. We can, we can pick up on tomorrow night Anyway thank you Jim Duffy Mark Guidi And a big thanks to Tony Watt Not only for joining us uh, But for those efforts Raising all that money For Cash for Kids It really is much appreciated Well done Tony uh, We'll be back tomorrow night At 6 o'clock In the company of Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Callum Gallagher's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.